honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Nice to be on board once again today, and want to wish a happy Thanksgiving to everybody. The very first Thanksgiving edition of Timberwolves Explosion, in terms of, like, I'm actually recording on Thanksgiving. Seemed like by tradition, it's been uh, Brave the Wild, but... The way the schedules add up with the games and such, I think it's better to do this one today than Brave the Wild. So, lawn cleanups are done. Awesome. So, could probably get this thing being more more uh, regular recording. And yes, the uh, schedules with the games will add up better to do it today. So, we're going to review five games. That's the thing. So, and I, again, I'm going to be gentle. I'm not going to overdo it and talk about five games for two hours. So, it's more of kind of talking about the play of the team, the direction, this and that, the momentum, you know, kind of re- re- remember last episode, three steps forward, two steps back. And then I made predictions and, well, it was three steps forward and two steps back. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. I was five and oh my predictions. And yeah, I mean... <laughs> It doesn't really get much closer than that. Uh, the Orlando game, the Wolves looked a lot better than I expected for a while, and then Orlando kind of came back, made the score look a little better than it was. But great offensive performance. Very predictable. That's the name of this uh, episode. It was very predictable because, yeah, the Wolves had win a couple of games against the Texas teams, and then I, I, you know, that back-to-back, I just reeked of a loss. Detroit and Charlotte, that's not a good matchup in the past, and... Charlotte, yes, we played well against them in the target center, but on the road, forget about it. And that was embarrassing. I mean, embarrassing. Both of the big men, Dwight Howard and uh, Frank Kaminsky. Ugh, give me a break. That was BS. Uh, We'll preview four games, Miami, Phoenix, Washington, and Nolens as we lead into next week. So that's how that story will be. So it's just perfect. It's a perfect fit to record today rather than uh, uh, Friday or something. So um, it is what it is. Let's get rolling. Wolves win 98-86 over a depleted Spurs team. Uh, still no Tony Parker, no uh, Kawhi Leonard. Who? Who the heck is Kawhi Leonard? Uh, happy birthday, Carl. Carl, Carl. Carl Anthony Towns, his best game of the week by far. Well, not by far, but by a good margin. He was very solid. 22 years of age, so he's out of the 21 stage and moving forward. On the Spurs, nobody played particularly well, I would have to say. Um... Patty Mills, he shot okay. Um, again, you don't really see a flow of an offense. He's he's a spark plug. He's he's not a floor general, but whatever. That's that's how it goes. That's their loss at the moment, not not ours. Uh, nobody really stood out that great. Lamarcus Aldridge had some moments, but overall missed a lot of shots. Pau Gasol, he probably they probably should have got him the ball more often. That might have been smart, but I'm glad they didn't. Uh, Danny Green made half of his shots. Another guy they probably should have got the ball more rather than just feeding Lamarcus Aldridge time and time again against Towns, who was playing well. Uh, Towns' defense had not been good, but it was good in this game. Uh, yeah, in future games, not so much. 26-16 and 16 for Carl. Anthony Towns added two blocks from the weak side. Jimmy Butler, you know, wow, this was his weakest game by a mile because he had a pretty good week. Uh, he played solid defense, and he took away some passes and all that. Uh, three steals for Jimmy Butler, but only six points. He made two field goals out of 13. Yikes. Uh, Jeff Teague, another solid night. You're seeing kind of back-and-forth performances out of Jeff Teague throughout the uh, throughout the week and throughout the season, I'd have to say. I mean, when this guy is good, he really... 
you know, his release, his his smoothness when he's dribbling and moving the ball around, he kind of reminds me of Chauncey Billups, actually. Uh, he kind of does. He he has that same kind of poise and, and, and coolness of Chauncey Billups a little bit. Say whatever you want. Um, Chauncey Billups isn't in the Hall of Fame yet, so I, I don't know. And a lot of some people say he should, some people say he shouldn't. So don't don't get too mad at me for comparing Jeff Teague to Chauncey Billups. I love Chauncey Billups. Um, and Chauncey, it, it took time for him to get going. We all know that uh, Teague is twenty eight. So yeah, um, he's right in his prime right now, and he looks really good out there. When 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 he's on, he's good. When he's off, he's just off. I guess uh, this was a night he was pretty solid. Made literally half of his shots, 16 and 6. Along the way, some feeds to Carl Anthony Towns. He's always, uh, when he does set up somebody, it's always a really pretty play. Uh, cutting to the basket, dunks, alley-oops, and of course, open threes. Um, and passes that drive players open, and that's what we appreciate so very much. Uh, Nemanja Bialica has been a godsend this year, for the most part. He's, he's had some icky games, but he continues to make literally half his threes, or slightly more than half. Uh, he's played some solid defense, even had a block that led to a, a, a dunk on the other side. Just really like what Nemanja has uh, become. He's really, really uh, put in the work in the offseason. Th- th- this was a guy a lot of us thought was barely worthy to even put on a uniform, much less play minutes in the NBA. And wow, he's uh, really blossomed greatly. Very impressed with Nemanja Bialica. A solid little win. The Spurs kind of caught up after a... Extremely strong fourth quarter, or second quarter by the Wolves, kind of putting a big lead. Things got a bit quieter. The Spurs only managed 86 points, though, at the end of the day. They're just not good right now without two of their weapons. Of course, Tony Parker's way, way past his prime, but Kawhi is very much in his prime. A game that looked kind of scary for a while. Friday the 17th of November. A game which the final score does not reflect of what a scary, messy game this was. Uh, final score, 111-87. to 87. Wolves, I mean, oh, we pounded Dallas. Yeah, in the third and fourth quarter. That's nice, and I'm glad. The, the first half, it got kind of scary. Like, the second half, Dallas was up by, like, 11, 13. It's like, what? what, what, what what's going on here? Come on, guys. What are you doing? Uh, Dallas was doing what they wanted to do. The Wolves weren't making shots. And then the second half, it was just, boom. The Wolves just exploded, so that was fun. Teague setting up players along the way. Another double-digit assist game, so an overall double-double for Jeffrey Teague. He made more than half of his shots, including three of six from downtown. Butler made three of five from downtown. Much better performance from him. I thought Butler was the best overall player on the floor in this game, taking away passing lanes like he does, and of course shutting down opponents and hitting shots. Again, the calm coolness of Butler. And when Butler and Teague play well, that is one of the best backcourts in the league. I mean, and, and just the calm coolness of both of them is, is a joy to watch. Uh, Towns didn't have the big numbers because he just, you know, didn't get the ball as much in this game, and, and that's okay. Uh, didn't attempt as many shots in the game, but he still likes to park himself out there at the three-point line, and you noticed it the whole week. And it's just, is Carl a shooting guard or a center? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know, it seems like everybody wants to be something else. And of course, this does come back on the coach too, because if Tom Thibodeau didn't want Carl Anthony Towns on the three-point line, standing, literally parking out there and hoping for the ball, he would have said, you know, he would do something about it. So obviously this is part of the game plan. And what the hell is this? What the hell is this? I don't know. I mean, it's okay to have a stretch three or, you know, to be a stretch four, stretch five, whatever you are, but not constantly. And I don't know, it just kind of, Leaves a sour taste in my mouth some nights. Um, one of four from beyond the arc from Carl. And again, four three-pointers. I mean, it's, uh, attempted 
I I don't know. Um, I don't hate it, but I don't like it either. Carl's at his best when he's down low making moves. Uh, he can shoot some threes on occasion, and I'm not against it, particularly in just moments in the game. Like, okay, we're coming up the we're coming up the court. Maybe that little uh, stop and pop three, catch and shoot in, in a you know like a run and gun type of play, a run and gun situation. Like it's three on two or three on one type of thing. Carl's wide open from three, and it's like a momentum shot. You're, you're trying to put yourself ahead or put yourself back in the game, whatever the situation is. That's where I like Carl shooting threes, not just kind of casually in a half-court game. I mean, no. It needs to be more of a full-court game, that, that type of situation, again, where it's a momentum shot. That's what he's good at. Heck, that's what a lot of us are good at when maybe we're not pure three-point shooters. We're good in those momentum shots. Heck, I, I am in that situation. At least I used to be. I'm getting kind of old now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know, kind of, it turned out to be an easy game. Obviously Dallas is way undermanned. They're just, you know, they are what they are. Dirk had some moments early, but then as the game continued to wear on, he just kind of started to clang some threes and that was about it. I mean, I don't know. Dallas Mavericks shoot too many threes for their own good. They, they don't look good doing it. I mean, you get one of five from Barnes, one of five from Dirk, oh, oh for four from Smith. One of six from J.J. Barea. That's a shocker. Two of nine. Ah, J.J. I can't stand that guy. Um, yeah, 21%. I mean, great. That's terrific. And that's why the Dallas Mavericks are bottom feeders at this stage. Uh, they might as well call themselves tankers. They're 4 and 15, and it is what it is. Let's get to the two steps backwards. After we took two steps forward and then the third step a couple days later, like last night on the 22nd of November, uh, the anniversary of John F. Kennedy. And, of course, the exact same day my, my dad came to America. Pretty crazy. The exact same day from uh, Lebanon. So, pretty crazy uh, timing there, actually. Yeah. So, let's get to uh, the point here. <laughs> Sunday, the 19th of November, Timberwolves lose by 3-2 to the Detroit Pistons. The Wolves led the whole game? The whole game? Yeah, the Wolves led the whole game, and the, and the Detroit Pistons pretty much took it to us in that fourth quarter. And, you know, the Wolves had a, still had a sizable lead. The Pistons went on a pretty long run there, like 13-1 to 1 run. It was just a joke. And, I don't know, um, Drummond, again, the Wolves, down low, couldn't do much about him. Obviously, Dwight, uh, Dwight Howard. Um, Carl Anthony Towns caught sleeping defensively, time and again in this one, down low. And it was really frustrating. He's not the worst of the problems, that's for sure. Just in general, I mean, Jeff Teague, he, he got the assist, but he was sloppy and he was missing shots. Just not a good game by Jeff Teague, unfortunately, against Chauncey Billups' former club. Jimmy Butler was awesome in the game. The guy draws the big fouls, and of course, he had the big, uh, he, he drew a th- uh, <laughs> three free throws to the, when the Wolves needed to tie the game up. And that was great. He was distracted on the uh, third attempt, or right before the third attempt, and he gave... Uh, <laughs> Reggie Jackson, a nice look there. Reggie Jackson was driving us crazy all night, and he gave uh, Jimmy Butler gave him a, a look like he wanted to kill him. Looked like Michael Corleone looked at his victims, and of course, Michael Corleone didn't tell anyone what he was thinking. He just uh, gave out orders to this person and that person, who uh, yeah carried out the uh, operation. That's about what Jimmy Butler was doing to uh, Reggie Jackson at the moment. Uh, Reggie Jackson though was the one that killed us. We didn't kill him, and um, ah. This game was, you know, it was fun. The Wolves were playing so well. And then down, 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 things went. You know, it was a nice, fun game after an extremely exciting Vikings victory. Do check out Purple Mafia. Vikings beat the Rams. We're sitting, chilling after that. Just, you know, feeling so good. 
And then you get Avery Bradley nailing a three down the stretch. Reggie Jackson setting up play after play and hitting floaters. The guy didn't even play 30 minutes in that game, but it was the fourth quarter where he killed us. Uh, Tobias Harris. I keep calling him Tobias, but it's Tobias. Yeah, I know. That's that's my fault. That's my bad. And yeah, I know I've been made fun of probably behind my back by somebody. Is Smith still, again, I mean, boy. <laughs> He's a valuable little guy, isn't he? He's a really valuable point guard for the uh, Pistons off the bench. I mean, nine points, five assists, and he was solid the whole game. And he made a, he made a three down the stretch. Just a, Just a tough, solid player. Kept the Pistons in the game. And then Reggie Jackson is much maligned in the league. A lot of people don't like him. In fact, uh, they were offering Reggie Jackson to the Wolves in a Ricky Rubio trade last year, and we turned the Pistons down. That's how people feel about Reggie Jackson, but uh, I guess that's kind of one of the motivations for Reggie killing us on Sunday night, and that was uh, quite unfortunate indeed. Reggie killed us down the stretch. I mean, he didn't have good numbers until that fourth quarter, and boy, he took off there 7 of 11. Yes, 7 of 11 overall from the floor. Those damn floaters and that, those outside shots. and oh, Well, not outside. He was attacking the basket most of the way, including some wacky, weird ones that would go in. And it just drove you crazy, and there was nothing we could do. It was all during that freaking run. Wolves end up losing. Uh, Wiggins won up with 24 points, but not a whole lot else. Though he did block three shots. I'll give him credit. He was actually good there. Weak side defense again. Weak side. And a couple of steals from... Andrew Wiggins, uh, <clears throat> Jimmy Butler added five steals as well, but he was sloppy with the ball. Him and Jeff Teague uh, combined for ten turnovers in the game. Just two guys there. So, I don't know. That was during that stretch when the Christians were making that comeback. The Wolves could not get anything done. Uh, Todd Gibson fouling out didn't help either. Big uh, frustration and being in foul trouble later in the game also did not help. And Gibson unable to get the double-double. Butler, sexy statistics, but of course could not finish at the end. And I don't know, it's kind of on everybody. Um, outstanding, uh, outstanding, unfortunate performance at the end of the day in that fourth quarter. Much to our chagrin. Uh, do we have to even get into the freaking, uh, do we have to even get into the freaking Charlotte game? I mean, that was some bogus crap. Um, the Wolves played well for a while, and then Charlotte just kind of did what they did after that. They just kind of had their way. Dwight Howard would manhandle Carl Anthony Towns most of the night. I mean, it wasn't pure dominance, but then again, at least in terms of Mr. Dwight Howard's performance, he had a 20-20 game. I mean, 25-20. and 20. You thought he was with the Orlando Magic before things started to go sour years ago when the Magic were making the NBA Finals in 2009. About, about that, in 2008-2009, when Dwight Howard was this rising star in the league, and he wasn't much maligned by many and, you know, kind of like, Falling fast, you could say, like his days of the L.A. Lakers, and of course this couple last couple of years with Orlando, he was downright outstanding. Um, of, of course, he had games like this in his early days with Houston. So we'll see. Things never last. Uh, only one year in Atlanta. Crawford was good behind the. Uh, Crawford was good off the bench with 19 points, but again. I don't know. He wasn't making the threes when we needed them, and that was the that was where the frustration would set in. I mean, the Wolves ultimately lose the game, 118-102. Just a stinker. Uh, Kemba Walker, he wasn't spectacular in the game, but he was clutched down the stretch. Again, numbers not that good. Only 14 points, 4 of 12. But he he was setting people up at the end and helping Dwight Howard on those alley-oops and stuff like that, driving and dishing. And that's where the frustration, of course, to Frank Kaminsky again, too. Frank Kaminsky, I mean, that was embarrassing defense. Like, it seemed like Dwight Howard was just, or Dwight Howard, Towns and Gibson were just watching, um, mostly Towns. Gibson was good. Towns defensively, 
just you know, uh, Gibson's good defensively, but he's not great. You know, he's he's limited. He's he's not a super athlete, we'll say. But again, he's very consistent glue guy type of thing. But um, geez, we we got killed from that Charlotte bench. I mean, Frank the Tank, as they call him, a twenty-four, really. And they were all just cutting to the basket. And of course, he hit five of three from downtown. What am I talking about? Four of five from downtown. He was making everything. He's a lot of what you'd like to see uh, Nemanja turn into, uh, continuously hitting those outside shots, but of course attacking the basket as well. Uh, Frank just embarrassed us down the stretch. I mean, the defense was a joke. He was just walking into the lane. I mean, it just, uh, and I keep saying I mean, but that's about what kind of game it was. Uh, Jeremy Lamb also off the bench, 16. Cody Zeller. Cody bleeping Zeller with 10. That's embarrassing. I mean, that's 50 points with three guys off the bench. I mean, 50 points, three guys off the bench. Really, man? 50 freaking points. <laughs> that's horrible, man. And then you get Dwight Howard, 25-5, like I said. And he did add four blocks in the game. Oh, rubbish. 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 Your leading scorer, of course, was Jamal Crawford in the game for the Wolves. Uh, Jeff T was solid, but he wasn't, you know, the passing lanes were getting taken away by this solid defense. Kemba Walker put the clamps down on Jeff Teague a bit. He still managed to get 18 points, but yeah, again, you didn't see much of a flow in the offense. I mean, you know, it's going to be hard to pick a freaking... It's going to be hard to pick an alpha wolf for this show because you want to pick Butler, you want to pick Towns, you want to go with this, and Wiggins, you know... Ugh. This wasn't one of this wasn't his best game at all. I mean, only eleven points. I mean, Taj Gibson sometimes was good defensively, but overall he had a stinker. You know, you think Gibson could have a, a, a Alpha Wolf again back to back weeks, and this was a stinker of a game. I mean, he was awesome against Orlando last night, but the, the Hornets game. I mean, this is like no, you're not getting any Alpha Wolf. This is Johnny Flynn Memorial like. Oh my goodness, mm, I can't handle it. Uh, I don't really want to say much more about this game. It was that awful. I mean, Dwight Howard just dominated Carl Anthony Towns, and still, Towns still put in an okay performance, 18-9 and nine type of thing. You know, he's still going to get the numbers and all that, but just, you know, the morale of the game, the defense, and the way Dwight Howard just kind of manhandled him, and okay, the veteran guy, and he's bigger right now. He's bigger, you know, more muscular than Carl. Carl's got some more filling out to do, this and that. More experienced for uh, Dwight Howard. Yeah, but Dwight Howard is, you know, you know, he's past his prime. He's been, you know, he's been banged up forever, you know, for like 10 years, it seems like. You know, I don't know. It seems like whenever Towns runs into a more veteran guy, they always seem to get the best of him, at least of late. And I'm not ripping Towns in at all. But it's just, you know, I know it's the whole it's the whole learning curve, you know, growing pains, this and that. You could say that forever, but mm, it seems to happen a lot. Every time he goes up against a veteran, they, you know, like like that, very rarely does he win the matchup. Um, he did against uh, LaMarcus Aldrich. So give him credit when he was up when he was up against Lamarcus Aldridge. It was mostly Gibson, but still, he did have a great game there. It was a nice birthday night and overall spectacular performance. And of course, last night he was putting a, putting in a lot of baskets, uh, putbacks, and and the uh, recipient of some nice alley oops. We appreciate what Carl brought last night. Still only eighteen, but only eleven shots attempted. So again, 
you know, he didn't exactly get the ball a whole lot or put the ball up enough, put up, put the ball up enough to get spectacular numbers. But a lot of other players really, really stepped up in this game. Twenty-four for Gibson, nine rebounds, twenty for Wiggins, and again, and this time you're seeing more out of Wiggins. He got the six rebounds, the two assists, a block, a steal along the way. Of course, Butler, twenty-six points again. Teague, twenty-two points, eleven assists. Teague was just sharp and solid. Made it look easy. I mean, when Teague plays well, he is a joy to watch, you know. I mean, he might be the closest thing to Elva Wolf because he was at least, you know, decent most of the games. He didn't have, like, too many stinkers. And when he had a low-scoring game, when he wasn't shooting well, he'd still wind up with nine assists. And the nights when he didn't get assists, he wound up with points. But generally speaking, Teague is getting a lot more assists than he pretty much has in his Atlanta and uh, Indiana days. And it's been a joy to watch. Uh, he's got some Chauncey in him. I, I think that's who he's reminding me of because I know he reminds me of somebody and it took a while, but you're seeing Chauncey Billups out of Jeff Teague. A fun night. Uh, it was kind of annoying how the Wolves let Orlando back in the game in, in a huge way in that fourth quarter. That was annoying. Um, Orlando outscored the Wolves by 20 points in that fourth quarter, but still come up short because they were down by so much. The Wolves just were dominant the first three quarters offensively. I mean, just insane. 65 points in the first half, 41 in the third quarter. So kind of is what it is there. I mean, the Wolves had already <laughs> eclipsed a 100-point mark by the end of the third quarter. The offense for the Timberwolves is ever capable of outscoring just about anybody except maybe the Warriors and Rockets right now. I mean, they're, they're that good offensively. But the defense is lacking. And that's why the Wolves are 11-7, and seven, not, you know, like we'll say 15 and three or something like that. Because the Wolves could have a spectacular record if their defense was real good. Um, and it really wasn't. Games like Charlotte and really this night against Orlando was not good. Uh, Orlando was playing well. And Detroit, fittingly too, they've lost three out of their last four. Orlando's been losing like crazy. So they're definitely not the same team. They're kind of like the Toronto Blue Jays of the, of, the, of, of the NBA. Orlando, they always start good like at the beginning. Maybe you could say Detroit is too right now. <laughs> they start with this gaudy record and then by like, you know, two-thirds into the season, you're like, wait a minute, weren't they kind of good like a little while ago? Wow, they're terrible now. Like, they're way, way down, you know, that type of thing. And that's pretty much what Orlando is for me. Toronto Blue Jays of uh, the NBA. <laughs> and Alfred Payton. What the hell is that? You look like a freaking banana. What the? Uh, you know, these hairdos are getting out of hand. Oh, boy, don't judge this, don't judge... Yeah, but, you know, it looks... Uh, it looks really dumb. Go ahead. Oh, you're expressing yourself. You want to look like a banana? That's that. That's what you want to express yourself? He wants to look like a banana. I, I guess. I, I, you know, and it's not a shot at anything, so please don't take offense to it. Please, if you're taking offense to this, you need to, you need to lighten up, okay? Please. It looks like a banana. You, tell me that doesn't look like a freaking banana. What Then what does it look like? It looks like he's expressing himself. How? How does having hair stick forward diagonally or whatever it is, express yourself. I mean, eventually, I don't know if that's expressing yourself. It's just uh, look at me, look at me. Isn't that more what it is? Is that is that expressing yourself or okay. I made my point. I'm glad the Wolves won the game. Carl uh, Anthony Towns made Aaron Gordon look really silly on a, on a spin move and that's where I like Towns when he's down low making moves. Yeah, God, it's fun to watch. And yeah, he had a nice three, put the Wolves ahead in the second quarter, nice momentum shot. See, that was a momentum shot because it was kind of a catch and shoot on um, kind of a semi run and gun type of play. You know, it was like a, it was kind of a, kind of sort of a fast break. Obviously, there wasn't a whole lot in front of Carl, so he was able to just catch and shoot. I have no problem with that as long as it's not the whole bleeping game. 
And that's a momentum shot. That's what a momentum shot is. And the Wolves were doing well at the time and put the Wolves further ahead and uh, it felt good. You know, it did. That's good. I have no problem with that. I mean, I remember when Garnett would hit those sometimes in those fourth quarters. He'd hit those big threes that would really help. You know, like the game against Seattle, you know, Marbridge's last game in Minnesota. You know, games like that. I still remember that because I was at the game back then. I used to go to every game back in the day. <laughs> um, huge shame. The Wolves, we didn't get to see uh, Jonathan Isaac. That was our guy. He was in uh, street clothes, or should I say a suit and tie. But yeah, those are good good street clothes, we'll say. <laughs> and of course, uh, Adrian Payne. Adrian Payne, number 33 of the Orlando Magic, inactive last night. And that's kind of what all she wrote there. A couple of guys I'm going to mention that have kind of vanished off the face of the earth. Uh, Aaron Afalo. You remember Aaron Afalo? Like, I listened to a, a Wolves show from about four years ago. And just four years ago, I was like, Aaron Afalo, oh my God, I would love to have him on the Wolves. And Aaron Afalo has just fallen out the face of the earth. Like this defensive shooting guard who can scorch the net. He was just, wow. You know, he was like everybody's dream on the Wolves, you know, starting lineup, a starting shooting guard. And then you get uh, Gargi Zheng. And boy, there's no way he's happy in his role right now. Um, he doesn't look sharp at all. He's not hitting that mid-range shot that he made all year last year. Just scorched it time and again, and he even made some threes. He was so good. And then now with Gibson starting and kind of taking his role away, and Pointer Gibson gets a lot of minutes. Gorgie making $64 million in five years, a five-year contract for $64 million, and they're just, you know, he's just kind of rotting there. Um, 12 minutes last night, just, hmm. I'm sad. I'm very sad watching it, actually. I really like Gorgie Shang. Uh, the Wolves bench, it's almost like they weren't even necessary. Jamal Crawford got his nine points by default. Shabazz Muhammad, he's been kind of relegated uh, here, there, whatever. Uh, Cole Aldrich has been completely forgotten. Only four games on the season. He is he's at the bottom of the bench now with Aaron Brooks and Marcus Georges Hunt. A lot of us like Aaron Brooks, but of course he doesn't bring the high IQ basketball that Tyus Jones can bring. Even though Tyus is very young, he's got very high IQ for his age. Um, Tyus statistically is not exciting at all. I mean, he's averaging about two and a half points, two and a half assists. That's like nothing, but he brings intangibles out there. Uh, he's solid. He doesn't make big mistakes. Occasionally he'll make some, but everybody's going to make mistakes. I mean, Jeff Teague's going to turn the ball over like crazy sometimes. Last night he didn't. Just a solid son of a gun. Maybe he was just laughing at that guy's hair. The guy was too busy playing with his hair, that Albert Payton. Gary, hey, Gary. Gary, you were one of the toughest, meanest SOBs in the NBA. Tell your son to do something about that. You know, come on. Tell your son to do something about that, Gary. Come on now. <laughs> oh, the glove. The glove needs to come off and uh, take that banana peel head or whatever. You know, come on, man. Like the the top of the banana, the, the yeah part where you start peeling it. Yeah, that needs to be peeled off a little bit. That looks, I don't, I don't get it, man. Is it all just a look at me fest? Point made. Let's go. Uh, Alpha Wolf Award for this week's show. I guess it's Jimmy Butler. He had a, some stinker games, but generally speaking, he was dominant. These, these were some of the best games of the year for Jimmy. He's had some good games, obviously, during the season. He's Jimmy Butler for Pete's sake. He's an all-star, and he's an all-around player. But I'm going to give the Alpha Wolf to Jimmy, despite a couple of stinker performances. Uh, Carl's been consistent. At least he's getting, you know, 18-point type games. He's getting 18-point type nights. 
Wiggins has his in-and-out games, and when Wiggins is good, he's, he's just a joy to watch. But, of course, the ball's being spread around a lot more now. You have a scoring point guard. You have a shooting guard that can average 23 points a game. You have a center in Carl Anthony Towns who's a future star in the league. Um, you have Andrew, you know, and then you have Andrew Wiggins, too. So, again, the ball is getting spread around a lot. So, guys points per game are way down from last year. I mean, you're not going to see 25 a game this year from Carl or Andrew, unfortunately. Carl's only at 20.4. So, I mean, that's what happens when you put together a quote-unquote super team. The Wolves aren't a super team necessarily, but they're, you know, in comparison to what we've been, this is absolutely a super team in comparison. Um, It's an overall team that scores like crazy. Uh, even guys off the bench like Crawford and, and occasionally Nemanja Bialica, who is, again, scorching the net all over the place. The recipient of some nice layups and dunks from alley He makes his free throws, 91%, by the way. And, of course, from downtown, 51% from Nemanja Bialica, who leads the NBA in that category. He, he does have enough attempts. I wasn't sure if he did, but I guess he does. Uh, Teague, again, also very solid from downtown, about 40 points a game. So, okay, let's, uh, this is dragging a little bit, though I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying talking about it. Uh, the Johnny Flynn Memorial, it's Gorgie, and I hate saying it, I love that guy. Oh, Gorgie, I love you, from, from Senegal. Um, but he's not the same guy right now, and I can understand why. It's a morale thing, and it's sad, and, but it is what it is. I gotta give you that, that, uh, I gotta give it to, uh, Gorgie Zhang this week. All right, let's preview some games and let's get to that dog on Thanksgiving turkey now. Alfred, if you don't do something about that hair, you're fired! And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion Thanksgiving Edition. Happy Thanksgiving to those of you that celebrated here in the United States. Of course, those of you in Australia, I know, um, I know you probably, obviously, you, you don't celebrate it. So because it's yeah, it's an American holiday. So but uh, um, so bear with me. Uh, <laughs> I know Vince Germano wants to come over one day and have a Thanksgiving dinner, and that would be the awesomest ever. It's worth it. It's worth it. For those of you that want to come over, it is worth it. This is my favorite holiday of the year. Uh, I love Christmas, and I'm not afraid to say Christmas. I say the word yes. Um, you know, and I'm not too lazy to clump them all in one and just call it the holidays. You know, let's just call them what they are. The holiday is a holiday of uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's or whatever. So um, <laughs> let's uh, get going. Enough of my... Uh, my uh, soapbox or whatever the heck it is. Minnesota Timberwolves will host the Miami Heat. It's, it's, it's always a regional thing, isn't it? Even if, you, if you're hosting or traveling, it's regional. A four-game homestand. This is game number two, of course. Last night was Orlando, the original, uh, well, the first of four. Then you have Phoenix and Washington, uh-oh, at home. And then off to Pelican land on Wednesday, back-to-back. Ugh. Ugh. I don't like back-to-backs right now, the way this team is playing. Not because we stink or we were bad, but we don't seem to play well on those. The Miami Heat, uh, the Wolves had a nice victory over the Miami Heat. Last year, the Heat made mincemeat of us, and it was really annoying. Where this year, we did a pretty good job. Nice little comeback, a crappy start in the game, a nice comeback and victory on the road. Kelly Olenek was kicking our butts, and that was kind of weird and annoying. Uh, you got Wayne Rain Ellington, the former Wolf, the uh, late-round pick. Nice uh, shooting guard, but very one-dimensional. He, he can shoot a little, obviously, but again, one-dimensional. Um, though this year he's averaging 40%. Yuck. Uh, Miami is kind of a mess of good and and 
good and questionable and, and not so good players. It's a mix. It's a weird mix. And the diamond in the rough is Hassan Whiteside, a guy who was pretty much left for dead in the NBA draft years ago, and he's a double-double machine, 15 points, 13 rebounds. He's had better numbers than this, though. But, of course, he kind of, he was recovering from injury, and he's only played 12 games this year. So not all the way, and he's certainly not in midseason form at this stage. The Miami Heat are 8-9 and nine on the year. They've won two out of their last five. They had a back-to-back with Washington. They won one and lost one. Lost to Detroit a while ago. They beat Boston last night and ended the win streak. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So you get cream by Indiana. Indiana, three days ago. These are both in... Uh, in, in 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 Miami, where the heat was on in the day, that was a nice song, and it was fun to fun time fun time to watch basketball with Miami. Not that long ago, they lost by twenty five points to the Pacers a couple days ago. Yet you beat the Celtics. Okay, um, good on the Boston Celtics and awesome win streak, and it's over. Wow. Okay, so Gorgon Goran Goran. I get you know these names. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Goran Dragic, the dragon, the other dragon. There's Dragon Bender too. Um, yeah, he's dangerous. He's he's a good slasher. He gets to the basket. He can hit some threes sometimes. This percentage is not the best you ever saw. Uh, Deion Waiters is all over the place. That when he's good, he's great. He's kind of like a J.R. Smith in a sense, kind of, sort of. Uh, Hassan is what he is. He's a tough matchup for Carl. And last time when the Wolves won, Hassan wasn't playing. That's where the frustration came in. Why are the Wolves are Why are the Wolves uh, losing this game without even Hassan Whiteside in there? He's the one that helped kill us. Him and Dragic, the. Uh, um, the, the pair of games last year, of course, at the Eastern Conference. <sighs> you know, the Wolves need to win this game. It's a home game, and the Wolves just play really well at home. We're, we're not perfect at home. We, we, we've, we've had a couple of stinkers, but uh, I don't know. You're not going to win every game, though. Um, out of the home games, most likely one to lose is either Washington or Miami, of course. I'm going to say the Wolves win over the Miami Heat. Um <clears throat> Carl needs to have that big game, of course, against uh, uh, Hassan Whiteside, though he'll probably end up with something along the likes of what he's been doing lately, like 18-9. Hopefully he can add some block shots, and, you know, hopefully Hassan doesn't go off for 25-20 and 20 type of thing like frickin' Dwight Howard. Uh, if if Carl Anthony Towns can frustrate, can frustrate and contain Hassan Whiteside, knock a couple shots away, and, of course, uh, maybe steal the ball, stuff like that, force him into some mistakes. That would be very helpful. That would give the Wolves a chance to win the game, of course. Uh, this is definitely a Jimmy Butler type of game. It's like you want to say Wiggins, but, I mean, obviously Carl versus Hassan Whiteside is the key of the game in a sense. If Hassan goes off, I think the Wolves are dead. Uh, Jeff Teague and Butler will be so key. Obviously, Teague's going to have to be solid against Goran Dragic. That's a given. And then, of course, you have games like... Like the one Kelly Olenek had against us last time around. He had 23 points. So that was really uh, frustrating overall night. Um, nobody really stood out in the last game. Uh, Jimmy Butler at 16. I, I expect more out of Jimmy Butler this coming game against the Heat on <clears throat> Friday, the no- uh, Friday, November the 24th. I expect a better performance in that one. Uh, ultimately, I would have to say the Wolves, I think, should win this game. <clears throat> Pardon me. I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, but then again, I shouldn't say that because obviously, you know, Hassan Whiteside wasn't in there last time around. So the hope is that the, um, well, that uh, again, that Carl can contain Hassan Whiteside. But I will pick a Wolves victory. Something along the likes of 102, 102 to 95, something like that. I think the leading scorer will be Jay Butler. Something around 23 points. Nothing spectacular necessarily, but a good game by Jimmy Butler. He'll get some key steals down the stretch. 
and uh, Carl will get about 18, something like that. Hopefully Todd Gibson can get back into his double-double mode. He's struggled, of course, until last night against Orlando. He had a couple of stinkers back-to-back there, so that kind of is what that is. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves will then host the Phoenix Suns. I expect a rebound game. Uh, The Wolves had a horrible game in that one, or a horrible finish in that game. They were doing well. The Wolves were doing well for a while, and then Devin Booker, Ah, Marquise Chris and others just went ape on the Wolves, and it was so frustrating. Butler wound up with 25 points in the game. He led the way in a lot of statistics, but still, um, this things kind of got more and more sour in the game. Butler mostly got to the free throw line, nothing uh, other than that. I mean, it, it was more of, yeah, the uh, Butler got to the free throw line. His field goal percentage was awful most of the way, and the Wolves end up losing the game. That was uh, sickening, to be to be quite honest. Dropped the Wolves to 7-5 and five at the time. Uh, you know, this is a team the Wolves absolutely can and should be. To me, there's no excuse. It's, you know, a, a home game, and again, you're going to expect, you know, uh, you've got to come back with a vengeance in this game. I don't care how good a shooter Devin Booker is or what he's capable of. He's averaging 23 points a game. No excuse. I mean, his his field goal percentage from beyond the arc isn't that spectacular. He had no business scourging us to the, to the level he did. It was disgusting. Um, Greg Monroe is now a member of the Phoenix Suns since the last time, and he's doing okay in four games, averaging about 14 and a half and, and a little over eight rebounds. Bledsoe is off to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Good for him. Good luck there. Of course, things went very sour after the first three games, and off to the Bucks he goes. Greg Monroe to the Suns. God bless there. Marquis Chris, you know, it's like he's just getting started, and the way he manhandled the Wolves last time around, it was disgusting. Uh, there's no excuse Wolves need to step up and win the game. I, I do predict the Wolves to do that. Uh, I expect something along the likes of... I, I think the Wolves will get the 118 this time. It's going to be 118 to 100. I think the Wolves blow out the Phoenix Suns. And you're going to see Shabazz Muhammad have a good game. He always plays good against the Suns for whatever reason. And I, Actually, I'm going to go with Andrew Wiggins with 30. He's going to have his best game in a while. 30-point performance from Andrew Wiggins. Can't keep going with uh, Jimmy Butler, of course. I expect a huge, huge night from Andrew Wiggins. I think he'll go off. He'll have a lot of dunks. And, of course, uh, he'll be scorching from downtown, in my humble opinion. We quickly move on now. Tuesday, the 28th of November, the Minnesota Timberwolves will host the... Washington Wizards. Uh-oh. Well, they're 10-8. and eight. They're winning their division, but it's a very weak division. You got Miami, Orlando, Charlotte, and Atlanta, who's 3-15. and 15. Ooh, Atlanta. Oh, that hurts. John Wall is one of the league leaders in assists 9.2, and Bradley Beal is scorching the net. Wow. Um, I've, I've always liked Marcin Gartat. He's actually always been a freaking problem for the Wolves, too. It's like he's not a great player, but he's good. He's solid. He's, he averages about a double-double. He's kind of like uh, Taj Gibson in a way. Maybe not as uh, quick and athletic as Taj Gibson can be, per se. But he's just a solid overall guy. Uh, Markeith Morris, he was killing us last year. Hopefully not the case this time around. Uh, Bradley Beal, though, he's becoming one of the best. You know, he's getting really good out there. Obviously averaging about 24 a game. But the Wizards still kind of all over the place, kind of inconsistent. Uh, they beat Miami, lose to Miami, get beat pretty soundly by Toronto, and they give up 129 points in regulation against the Charlotte Hornets. Yikes. Um, the Hornets are improving a little bit, but they're still slightly below 500, which I, I think the Hornets should be above 500. I don't know, man. They had a nice record last year, if I remember correctly. It was it the year before. Um, I don't know what's going on with this whole division, frankly. Uh, either the Wizards should be running away with it, or maybe even the Hornets should be, I think. But 
I don't know. Um, it's just kind of a weak, weak, uh, weak division right now. Weird situation going on. Probably the Wizards should be uh, winning it. Uh, Otto Porter is one of those ever-solid players. He can really hit the three-point shot, and that's a guy the Wolves got to contain if they're going to hope to win the game because Porter could go off, obviously. He's averaging about 10% better from downtown. Bradley Beal's averaging about 37. Otto Porter almost 48 a game, and just a, just slightly less attempts. So Otto Porter, again, very dangerous from outside. Wolves really got to do the best they can to contain him. You're going to probably, yeah, obviously you're going to want Butler on Otto Porter, if humanly possible, at least uh, at times, <laughs> in and out, uh, or on Beal, actually, to be quite honest. Um, I, I'm a little worried about Wiggins on Porter, but I suppose you'd want Butler on Beal because Beal's the overall leading scorer. If uh, Wiggins can contain Porter on the perimeter, that would be very helpful if the Wolves expect to win the game. Uh, <laughs> so I have the Wolves beating Miami, beating Phoenix. I don't think the Wolves are going to win both of these games. Um I'll pick the Wolves to, boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I, they might they might lose both of these again. I'm kind of afraid of that happening, actually. Uh, the Wolves should beat this Wizard team. They're a little better at this point. I think the Wolves are better than the Wizards. I mean, it's like I'm almost going on last year still. i got to be careful with that. The Wizards were a lot, a lot better than us last year. They really had a strong season, but ultimately couldn't do much in the playoffs, like like always, because there's only a couple teams over there that, that can <laughs> in the postseason. Um, <clears throat> is it two steps backwards again? Is it going to go that way again? Uh, I'm kind of leaning that way. <laughs> Who do the Wolves first play in? Oh, boy. December the 1st and Friday, Oklahoma City Thunder. Ooh, that's a tough one. Well, the Wolves have beaten them twice this year. Maybe they win again in Oklahoma City. 8-9 on the season. That's kind of funny. In a way, it's kind of predictable because I thought they might uh, they might be the flop in the West in terms of expectations, and they're flopping right now. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, this is an ever-losable game. I'm kind of scared. Um, it's going to be very, 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 very close. Like a two-point type of game. Maybe like free throws at the end make it a four or five-point type of game. That type of situation. Ah, I don't like this matchup. And, of course, I don't like New Orleans either. The Wolves played great against New Orleans last time, but I don't know if that's going to happen again. Um, the Wolves got pretty lucky. Uh, having Carl reduced to what he was and still guys like Butler stepping up and doing the great job they did, helping the Wolves beat the New Orleans uh, Pelicans on November the 1st. Um yeah, they they start November and end November with the Pelicans in Nolens. Interesting. Uh, see, now I'm going back and forth with both these games. Uh, the Timberwolves will... <sighs> I'm so paranoid right now. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it's like they're either going to lose to Miami or Washington, I think. I, I kind of think that. Um, but maybe maybe we can have a little three-game win streak and then it ends in New Orleans. Something like that. So... Uh, Four-game win streak it would be. Pardon me, because they beat Orlando. Mm, 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 mm. Well, I've never liked this matchup. I think the Wizards outlast the Wolves. 102-98. Very close game. Bradley Beal, obviously, will, you know, I think he'll have a good game. But I, I can just see something out of Otto Porter. I got a sneaky feeling he's going to go off. He's averaging about 15 and a half a game. I can see Porter going off for like 24, 20, 26, something like that, scorching us from beyond the arc. That's what I'm afraid of happening. And I think the uh, Wizards uh, outlast the Wolves. 102 to 98. Otto Porter will be the, the problem, I think, from downtown. Because the Wolves' three-point defense, is, uh, perimeter defense, that is, is still leave something to be desired in a big way. So that's where I'm going at this stage. New Orleans Pelicans, well, can the Wolves do it again? The Wolves won uh, 104-98 last time around. 
Can they do it again? Butler was, this was kind of like a semi-semi-sort of coming out game. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins at 35, just crushed the Wolves. We all know these guys. Of course, Drew Holiday, you know, obviously DeMarcus Cousins. Ugh. And then, of course, uh, Anthony Davis is even better, I would say. DeMarcus is more offensive, and Anthony Davis is a defensive star. Both of them just scorching the net, averaging over, what, about 52 points a game combined. Just unbelievable, these two guys. And even Drew Holiday's factoring in the third the third wheel, so to speak, offensively. He's doing a good job uh, in that sense. He's managing about six assists. And then you even uh, throw in, well, Jordan Crawford. He's kind of been in and out. Uh, Rajon Rondo is still on that club, barely getting any playing time, though. A couple of uh, <laughs> Sacramento Kings from last year on their way to uh, <laughs> Pelican land in the offseason. This team is kind of weird, the Pelicans. Um, they're all over the place. They crush San Antonio. They get absolutely obliterated by Denver. 146-114. What the hell is that? Um, they barely beat Atlanta. Again, you crush. Uh, you you have a convincing win over Oklahoma and crush San Antonio. They're a weird team, and that's one of the reasons they might lose the game because they had their weird team moment against us last time. The Wolves managed to survive. I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick uh, back-to-back losses. I mean, that's kind of what this team does. The Pelicans are going to win the game. It's going to be something like, I, I just, you know, that down-low battle has not been good for Carl. And until he proves otherwise, you know, and especially against these two guys, these guys are deadly. They've manhandled us forever with Carl or whoever was down there, Kevin Love or whoever. They've manhandled the Wolves forever. Um Sacramento used to frustrate us, obviously, with DeMarcus. You have both of these guys that are bad matchups for the Wolves. I was very impressed with the win at the beginning of the month, but I got a bad feeling here. Something along the likes of 108-100. The uh, Pelicans will win the game. I hope so that Butler can have a repeat type of performance, but somebody else, like a Jeff Teague, needs to step up in a big way. And, of course, Taj Gibson. Uh, Carl, obviously, I think he can do better than last time. I think there's no doubt about that. Uh, how could he not do better? He had two points. He was just frustrated the whole game. Somebody like Gorgie Zhang, who played well last time around, was key. And of course, Nemanja Bielitsa, so you're going to need help from the bench. Somebody like Gorgie Nemanja Shabazz, somebody like that needs to step up and have like an 18, 20 point type of night. Obviously, Jamal Crawford's capable of doing that. That's why I'm not saying his name. It's going to have to be somebody like, I think Gorgie's going to have to really, it's going to have to be one of those games where Gorgie becomes more of an Alpha Wolf candidate versus a Johnny Flynn candidate. Something like that. It's going to be a huge key for the Wolves' success to hopefully somehow, some way, get these guys in foul trouble. Like, Todd Gibson needs to be physical with DeMarcus, or in this case, I believe it would be Anthony Davis, trying to get him in foul trouble. Carl, you're going to have to have one of those type of games where the big men are going to have to really step up and frustrate these players so they don't have their big performances. Because if they do, I think this time around, the Pelicans will be more successful and beat the Wolves 108-100 on the road. So that'll wrap up the preview segment. We'll take a quick break, come back, and we will get into fan interaction. back here on Timberwolves Explosion fan interaction segment to wrap things up and get to that Thanksgiving turkey I suppose because it is Thanksgiving here in the United States right now 
Yes, sir. So let's get to things right away. At Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. The, in, the information, everything you, you hear will be in the show description, including the email address and the Facebook page. Um, but first and foremost, the Twitter account, pretty quiet this week, I believe, unless I'm not looking at it right. Uh, the past, okay, um, there were some, yes, thank you very much for the retweets. Yep, I was looking at something wrong, but yep, no interactions, unfortunately. Very quiet in that sense, but I really appreciate the retweets and the likes from the Courtside Podcast. Uh, Levi Brown, Tanae Brown, and Vince Germano, you guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much for what you do, retweeting this show, and to spread the word about Timberwolves Explosion. Thank you guys oh so very much. It is worth its weight in gold, as, uh, a guy by the name of, uh, Adam Ryan would say, and, and uh, in my, in all earnest, that show's gotten real quiet too of late, and it's it's a bummer. Um, they don't record as often as lately, uh, lately, but I don't know. It's a way, like with all of us, busy schedules get in the way, and that's just a part of life, unfortunately. So, leaving off from the last show on the Facebook page, going to give a quick shout out first to Flips Army, the Flips Army page on Facebook. Look it up, give that a like and follow. Uh, interact and the in-game discussion, post-game, this and that, uh, oncoming news and such. If anything is posted about anything about Steph Curry or the Warriors, just just ignore it or or berate the person. Say wolves, wolves, uh, wolves content only. That's what I encourage you to do. But I think things have cooled down in that stretch. That was uh, going on that whole bleeping year when they when that one team had their big game. So <clears throat> this information was given to me by Sebastian Ball, Sebastian Barton. He sent it on Messenger, and I said hey, do me a favor, post that on the Timberwolves Explosion page. And he said, why don't you do it yourself? And I said, okay, sure. And then I did. Um, Thank you, Sebastian. I was saying insane facts. I thought you guys might be interested in thoughts. And it did generate some discussion. But first, I'll read to you what was going on. This is from On the Prowl. On the Prowl, at On the Prowl, uh, underscore... MN, or, uh, yeah, that's what they call it, underscore. The last time the Timberwolves were five games over 500, that's, of course, you know, yeah. <laughs> the iPad, iPod Nano was released. YouTube was founded. Chris Paul won Rookie of the Year. Bartolo Colon, you know, the 44-year-old who played with the Twins this year, won the AL Cy Young. And Cat was 10 years old. That is some blankety-blank, and that was 2005, and I was already 26. Can you believe that? Uh, yes, 2005, I was starting to trade stocks on E-Trade. Of course, I'd already started to get into the stock market a little bit before that, but I was uh, getting, I was starting, I was opening up my E-Trade account, getting excited, investing in stuff like Northwest Airlines and Delta. That didn't do as good as it could have, but, um, well, yeah, it just is what it is. But then I had some fun with penny stocks, this and that, and that was a fun year. Um, games and flicks, oh, so exciting and so heartbreaking all the more. Okay, let's get to what you had to say out there. Appreciate those of you that did interact here, and uh, <laughs> Sebastian and Vince Germano doing the <gasps> look, and then Nate Lindholm and Levi Brown liking it. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, Philip Brown brought out, brought, uh, wanted to bring over Derek Bickley. Uh, Tanae Brown out of New Zealand says, It's so sad that it's been that long, but at least we're on the rise now, and that's for damn sure. I was saying, yep, it's crazy. You go from the iPod Nano to the Note 8 or the iPhone X. It's pretty insane. I was also saying I was 26, so yeah, I was already, you know, I was under 30 at least. <laughs> I was under 30. <laughs> and uh, Tanae is saying, I think that was the year I played my first game of basketball. Ha ha. Oh, wow, that's cool. I played my first game in 91. And again, late bloomer, folks, late bloomer. I was already, what, 12 years old at that stage in 91. 91, not 2001. Not 2011. 91, folks. 
so yeah i miss those days kind of sort of yeah i kind of do so i put up that i got the studio this is what this is you could call it a studio it's about yeah well you know it's where i record the podcast i uh, got a cute little christmas tree looking at it right now it is lit up and it'll always be lit up when i'm recording a show cute tiny little christmas tree and it's almost like it's almost like all you need isn't it though i will put up a tree here in the apartment very soon here in brooklyn park minnesota um, but it's all lit up. Looks so pure, pretty little thing. It's about six inches tall, maybe. Yeah, five, six inches tall. Um, <laughs> got the iPad for the info, the laptop for the recording and other info. And of course, the microphone and a cute little uh, light, obviously, like because I'm, I'm a detective. I'm, I'm Detective Joe Kenda. Well, my, my, my. You've got some explaining to do, Jack. Okay, sorry. Well, my, my, my. Yep. So, yes, I had to put this out. I enjoy it very much, and uh, it is what it is. I made sure I posted the same picture on the other Facebook shows to get interaction about it, because this studio includes Timberwolves Explosion, Brave the Wild, and Purple Mafia. Yes, sir. Vince Germano says it looks good. Thank you guys also that liked the picture. Really appreciate it. Um, God bless you. So, we'll move on from there. And rock and roll, I believe, was Yeah, there has to be visitors posts. I, I know there was at least a couple from Hank McCoy of the Courtside Podcast. And did we record? Where's the last time we recorded? It was the 17th. So, one. One and an interaction from Hank McCoy. Thank you very much. Hank McCoy uh, slash Wayne Hunt, or Wayno as he calls himself. Do you think we are demanding too much with Townsend? Forget that he's still such a young player. That being said... I get a little sick of watching Drummond slip back door on Towns. You're a shot uh, on Towns for a shot around the rim. Give me a spell. Yep, see, that's what I'm saying, too. Guys are literally slipping right around Carl Anthony Towns. And before I continue, I'll comment a bit what he said there, too. Yeah, I think I got to catch myself a bit, too, sometimes. Like, I'm expecting a lot. And then you see, like, Dwight Howard and DeMarcus Cousins and, and, uh, and Anthony Davis do what they do. Yep. He is a young player. He's behind the curb with those guys. Those guys are way ahead, this and that. As much as Dwight drives you crazy, you think he's past his prime, and he's just sorry and this and that. But he's still, you know, he's got a lot of experience. Like him or not, he's got a lot of experience. And, of course, uh, to Boogie, same thing. Kind of a malcontent and a dingle hopper of a player, but he's still a great player. And, obviously, Anthony Davis, I've got nothing bad to say about him at all, uh, other than the brow's kind of goofy-looking, but, ah, hell with it. It's cool. You know what? Uh, that's that's who he is. We all have an identity. It's a lot better than Alfred Payton's banana head. Yeah, freaking banana. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. Continue. But, yeah, the defense. The freaking defense. He's a freaking turnstile sometimes, and then he comes over and blocks shots from the weak side, but strong side, he doesn't he just doesn't have strong side defense right now. It is Carl Anthony Towns. And come on, bring it, bring it back. Um, and keep the weak side defense coming, though. Um, weak side defeat defense is wonderful. It's where you get your four blocks type, type, type of games on occasion. Uh, Drummond is both. Strong side, weak side defender. He's just stud at it. Uh, he says, as good as Cat is offensively and athletically, he will only really dominate in the league once he learns to stop guys. See? Yeah. That's 100% correct, and that's why Anthony Davis is one of the best players in the league because he's an awesome defender and he can score 25 points a game. Yep, absolutely. That's why David Robinson was a great player because he was a stud defensively. He wasn't good. He was awesome. And then he averaged 26 points in his in his prime years, which we hope Cat can still do. Um, one more thought from Wayno. He says, now more than ever, I think the Wolves need a strong weak side defender. Yep, see? 
strong weak side defender if they want to get anywhere come playoff time thoughts. And yeah, I think the Wolves will be looking for something. And that's probably one of the reasons why Taj is playing so well, because he wants to still be that guy. But yeah, I mean, you need more. Um, as good as Taj Gibson is, you need more. And I was saying I couldn't agree more. The defense has got to improve. You know, we're not going to get anywhere the way things are going. Um, I was saying how Towns shows signs of being a good weak side defender and then, of course, disappears just as quickly. Um, I do hope the Wolves do get a trade come the trade deadline. And, and I think something will happen. Not sure. You might see Gorgie move. I, I don't know. But it depends on who, if, they wanna, if they're willing to take on that $64 million contract. Um, it's not the most expensive contract in the league in this day and age. Years ago, it would have been like, holy moly, man, that much? Because that's more than Terrell Brandon's contract. But, um, yeah, different day and age, all that nonsense. Uh, great thoughts by Wayne Hunt. Please keep these coming. I appreciate it. Even if it's just one per show, it's it's wonderful. It's worth its weight in gold. If it's five, six, seven, eight, that's even better. I love what you bring to the show, Wayne Hunt. Uh, you're awesome. So please never stop. Big shout-out, major shout-out as we get to the end of the show here to the Courtside Podcast. Now, to get here first, I better say facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion because this time Timberwolves Explosion does fit. Um, also, again, a big shout-out to the Courtside Podcast. They're free podcast on iTunes like they always are. And then there's the one-year subscription where it's $20 a year on Podbean where you can also get the premium shows. Now, the free shows will be on Podbean and every free show will be on iTunes. But if you want to get every single thing, the premium shows like Christmas specials, stuff like that, um... It's 20 bucks a year, uh, like season previews, stuff like that, you know, uh, playoff stuff like, uh, you know, all, all kinds of special productions that Hank is more than capable of doing. Hank or Wayne, you could say. <laughs> He's got two names in a sense. Uh, 20 bucks a year premium on, on Podbean. That's the name of the application you can use on your Apple or Android devices out there, whatever that device is. Um, and yep, you can download it just like iTunes, as long as you're on Wi-Fi or whatever the heck you uh, use. So, even if you're on uh, the International Space Station, all of this is still available that way. You can still call the podcast, too, that our Timberwolves Explosion, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in to Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout out, comment, question, opine, all that good stuff. The phone line is a voicemail, like I said. There's a three-minute limit to that one. Uh, there's also the call now button on the Facebook page, which goes through the same number through Facebook Messenger. So again, even if you're on the International Space Station out there in the sky, as long as there's Wi-Fi, you could still call into Timberwolves Explosion. So just in case somebody up there wants uh, has been listening to Timberwolves Explosion, you're more than welcome to call in and tell me you're on the International Space Station. As long as there's Wi-Fi up there, you'll get through. Same thing with... The audio submission route, which Tanae Brown has done in the past. Tanae's takes. Boy, I want him back. I miss you, Tanae. I love those calls. you got a voice for radio, brother. I mean, that guy is good. Um, Hank, or Wayne Hunt, or Vince Germano, Stu Benson, you're more than welcome to call in as well. Uh, Hank McCoy, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, all uh, do the courtside podcast. You're all welcome to do the same thing. Audio submission, call in, whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> you email that... Uh, the call, call, or, you know, you treat it like a phone call, your free voice recorder on any of your uh, uh, smart devices, whatever it is, you email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. That's all it is. The email address and the Facebook page, Twitter account, call and phone line, all in the show description. You can use copy and paste if you like with the email address, and boom, 
It's that simple. So, thanks again. Please do tell your friends about the show if you could. Also, give a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher if you haven't yet. It's greatly appreciated. And I will give you a huge shout-out and thank you on the show when I indeed do see it. So, thanks again. God bless. Happy Thanksgiving to those of you here in the United States. And those of you in Australia, come visit sometime. And uh, we'll celebrate Thanksgiving together uh, in style. That would be very, very much much, uh, something to look forward to. Take care. God bless. Go Timberwolves. Let's, uh, let's have a winning week.